Not everyone believes they're creative, but oh, I want to challenge you on this because we all have one big, incredibly important canvas that we paint on every day. And though it's gonna sound cheesy, what I'm talking about is your life. This is your way of showing up in the world and letting people know who you are. Now for people pleasers and perfectionists, mm, that's gonna sound a little weird and maybe impossible. And it requires a mindset shift to get to this place where you feel like I actually can create a life that is in alignment with my purpose. And my guest today has a really cool and effective way to help us pleasers and perfectionists shift our minds. Now here's a little bit about Carly Pepin. She is a consultant who has devoted her life to mastering the intricacies of human behavior. And that's not only for her benefit, but for ours. <laughs> she works with folks to help them look beyond the surface of how their life is playing out and really delve into the core essence of their being. And if that sounds insanely transformative, well, you're getting the picture. By the end of our conversation, I was on her website signing up for one of her workshops <laughs> because as a pleaser, I've lived out the story that was so much more about being dutiful and helpful than being fulfilling and purposeful. And as you will hear, Carly has it covered when you want to move from duty to design. So get ready to get pumped, y'all. See you in a few. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, everybody. So we're doing a guest thing again today, and this is really cool. Okay, today we have Carly Pepin, and she helps people get clear about what's blocking them from making changes and then adds to that clarity with helping people find their purpose. Because, I mean, seriously, if you're going to go through all that you need to go through to make changes, you might as well have it align with what you want in life. So she's here specifically to talk about how people pleasers and perfectionists can break free from those patterns that we've created where we've taught people that we are the ones that fix everything and take care of everything and are super responsible and accommodating. And for the perfectionists out there, for us that get caught in patterns where we're hustling and striving and proving so much. So she's also going to help us debunk the whole thing about how prioritizing yourself is selfish because we know that's BS and we know that we get caught in it really easily. So I'd love to just have her add anything because I know that was the bare minimum intro there, but we wanted to go ahead and dive in. So anything else, Carly, that we need to know about you and your area of expertise? Yeah. Well, first off, thank you for having me. And <laughs> yeah, so individuals, they just come to me when they're looking to overcome limiting beliefs and really create a life by design instead of a life of duty. That is so good. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> 
So uh, I love that. Okay, life by design. Okay, let's talk about that for a second with the duty part, because that makes me go right to people pleasers, especially that we feel super responsible and it becomes this role that we play in relationships or families. And we end up creating our life out of obligation or fear or guilt. And so the whole by design thing is super attractive when you're coming from this place of this is, you know, fear, obligation, guilt. In other words, it's a duty. Talk to us about how you take people from duty to design. Yeah. So the interesting thing is the duty component, right? Those are the things that we perceive we have to do, we should do, we supposed to do, we must do, right? And it's not actually according to us. That's according to someone else. Whenever we're focused on our life by design, we're doing things that we would love to do, we want to do, we choose to do, we desire to do. So even listening to your language is a real great key to actually understanding like, hey, I'm actually either people pleasing, I'm not doing what I want to do in this moment, like what's going on behind that? Especially, you know, when you were talking about like people pleasing for family and accommodating maybe for friends and stuff, we have a fear of hurting other people's feelings. We have a fear of overstepping boundaries. We have a fear basically of creating conflict. And here's your reality. You can't avoid conflict. I know that everyone has like a fear around conflict and they don't want conflict to exist. However, to the degree that you've tried to get rid of conflict in your life, you just can't, you know, and maybe you've done really well in your family for a day, (laughs) but (laughs) if you have a family (laughs) and you have kids and you have a husband or a wife or you have a romantic partner, it's going to come up and it's okay. There's actually nothing wrong with that. Uh, We just spent like a whole weekend on a workshop helping couples to see the purpose behind the criticism, the conflict, so that they can deeper understanding of the meaning as opposed to trying to avoid it. Because the more that you learn how to embrace conflict, understand conflict, not be afraid and and shy away from it, the less that you're going to be people-pleasing, the less that you're going to say yes, and the more that you'll be willing to say no. The interesting thing about that too is that I'm not saying every time you say no, you're going to get conflict. That's your perception. Mm-hmm. Definitely your perception. Sometimes you're going to get conflict and sometimes people are going to be like, okay, no big deal. But the more, it's it's not always about saying yes, right? It's also about saying no. No to opportunities, no to requests that are going to get in the way of things that are most inspiring to you. And if it really is that inspiring to you and you want to dedicate your life to it and it truly is your life purpose, it's time to start learning how to say no. Because the more that you let someone else fill up your time, the less that you're going to fill up your time with the thing that's most important to you. And it's funny because we look at people that, you know, you'll admire people in the world of what they do and what they've accomplished, right? And if you look at their lives and how much they say no, how much time and energy they've dedicated to their life purpose and how much they say no to other things, you don't judge them. You don't put them down. You actually appreciate what they've given you and the world. You appreciate their service. And so when you think about creating a life by design, it's overcoming these limiting beliefs, these fears, to be able to give yourself permission to invest that same level of time and energy in what's important to you so you can make that impact. And that's going to be different for everyone. Sometimes it's a person who has like, 
that value around business and purpose around business. And sometimes it's the person who has the business or value around family. So the business person might be saying no to family to a greater degree, but the family person might be saying no Mm -hmm. to business. And neither is right or wrong. It's just getting to know yourself, getting to know what's truly important to you and making sure that you prioritize your life around that. Yes. The conflict thing, I really, I like when we work through the conflict, like on our own, like we work through that big idea, that big um, barrier we put around conflict. Because I know for a lot of us, conflict early on in our lives is what's thrown us into these two ways of being with people, pleasing or being perfect so that no one ever gets upset with us. But I I really think that communication and not to be like, oh, you know, as therapists, we teach people how to communicate, but we really do. Like, it's not a skill that we're just innately, you know, ready to go in relationships. I think when we have the background of someone criticizing us or kind of neglecting us or ignoring us or we don't know how to communicate what we need because no one's ever helped us identify it and then put words to it. So I like to move conflict to communication. Like it, it really doesn't have to end up with somebody being mad at you just because that was, you know, the early foundation of communication in your family or with significant people in your life. So I really like when we work through this whole thing around conflict. I'm going to just go ahead and prepare for it. It's like, no, you might not have to. I was going to say, this is really cool too, because like there's, there is that balance is like, you're right. You're right. Communication is a skill and it's a tool. And we have this unrealistic expectation that like, we're supposed to be born understanding how to communicate with each other. We don't know how to communicate with each other. We also don't even know how to fight. No one ever even, no one tells you how to fight. You know, my husband and I laugh and we're like, no one ever taught us how to fight. And we're, when we get in an argument, we're like, let's learn how to fight. You know, let's like actually like connect and learn this because no one ever taught us and we don't have unrealistic expectations that it's not going to happen. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting. It's like, it's gaining those skills along the way and educating ourselves and part of it's practice with partner and then, or, you know, anyone else who you're connecting with. The other part too, is not having unrealistic expectations to freak out. You know, if you have a 14 year old daughter and she comes home and she says, Hey mom, I made the honor roll again and I'm doing so well in school and my grades are amazing. And I'm going to take extra classes during the summer and I just can't wait and I'm doing so well and I'm going to take piano as an extra class. And I just love spending time with you guys. And if I could spend more time with you guys, it'd be amazing, right? You're just like, yeah, hun, I love you. You're amazing. But then if you have a 14 year old daughter who comes home and says, sorry, mom, I stole the car and I crashed it and I left it on the side of the freeway. And it was because I was actually in a fight with my boyfriend because I got pregnant and he's choosing his drug dealing company over me. And I'm so mad because, you know, he's like, I don't know why cocaine is more important than me. And now I'm pregnant and I, you know, I'm failing class anyway. So I might as well drop out of school. Are you going to stay calm? No way. You're going to freak out. (laughs) I mean, my first thought is like, how do I lock you in a room? Like, how do I lock you away? I'm freaking out. I'm about to yell. Um, So I don't want anyone to have unrealistic expectations to not get emotional from time to time. Mm -hmm. We work on these things 
Absolutely. I mean, that's part of what I do with my clients is when we have big challenges on this, we work on the emotions so it doesn't stress them out to the same degree. But when this comes up in the moment, if you're expecting yourself to like remember all your communication tools, that's a very unrealistic expectation on yourself. You're, you're going to you're going to freak out <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the best. <laughs> yes. Don't be calm in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I think a lot with people pleasers and perfectionists, we don't let people know how we feel, right? And so, yes, we don't know how to fight, of course. We don't know how to, like, work through the conflict, like, stay present while you're also freaking out. And, you know, talking to my clients, we do a lot of how do I talk for the part of me that's upset instead of from the part of me that's upset because we do internal family systems work. But I do like the idea where just the permission to freak out because people need to know how they've impacted us, right? And this isn't like, oh, go ahead and just blast everybody because most people, pleasers and perfectionists are not going to do that anyway. But it is you can experience the emotion you have about something that's happening within your circle of people, within your environment. You can express what's going on for you. You can have the emotion and you can let people know what that emotion is. And even if you mess up and you do blast somebody, you can go back and do repair work. I think that is part of kind of the conflict circle, if you will, is that if I'm allowed to experiment with my feelings, I might have to go back and like truly apologize instead of preemptively apologize to make everything, you know, better from the get go. It's like, no, like there are some times when we really are allowed to be kind of (laughs) a-holes, even though we're not going to. But then also come back and say, hey, like what was really going on for me was this and it came out a little sideways. And so I also think about I'm still holding on to that design word that you talked about because I'm thinking like to me, not having talked to you a lot about this yet, but that is part of the designing in my mind of like, how would I like to design my relationships or how would I like to be able to show up with people. I would like to be able to repair something and not just have to accommodate on the front end and sweep everything under the rug. So I don't know, talk to us about design. Like what does that actually start to look like when you're hanging out with your clients? Yeah. So creating that life by design, it's it's quite inspiring because again, we're going to go back into that language, that imperative language, the shoulds, have to, supposed to, must. Even when you think about any relationship, any business, you're going to sit and you're going to tell yourself what you think you should do, how you think you should act, how you think you should behave, how you think you should show up, right? And reality is that's not actually according to you. That's according to an outside source that you've mm-hmm. deemed more knowledgeable, more responsible, more educated, better at what you're doing. The truth is, is that everyone has whatever you see outside in the world, you have inside yourself. That's 100% certainty. I can prove that time and time again. Every time I do a workshop, every time I talk to someone, that is literally one of the crux of what I get to show people. So no matter what it is, and sometimes people, you know, you look at someone who is Oprah Winfrey, right? And it's like, 100% whatever you see in her, you have inside yourself. 
right now can guarantee it. So when you're thinking I should do this and I should do that, you're actually discounting all the parts of yourself, your unique values and your purpose. And you're trying to live a life that is not your own. Now you are destined to fail. You are destined to fail in your shoulds. And the reason is, is because that is not your life. That is their life. You know, if you're looking at someone, even if you're looking at me and you're thinking, well, I should do this and I should do that because it worked for Carly and it works for her business. You are destined to fail. There might be a couple components that might work because those might have been in alignment with you. But if you're trying to mimic and do uh, do the same thing someone else is doing, you are destined to fail because you are here to be authentic. You are here to be unique. And that's why I say pay attention to that language because when you do something that you would love to do, you want to do, that's actually something that's really quite important to you. Even with me in business, my businesses really start to thrive when I actually combined it with my partner. And the reason why that happens is because I also, not to to the same degree, like I love my business and that's definitely one of my highest values. It's definitely in line with my purpose, right? I also have a great purpose around family and family legacy. So when I combine forces with my partner, it's like, oh, it's go time. That made me thrive. I could have the whole world out there telling me like, do it by yourself, do it by yourself, do this by yourself, do that by yourself. But that's not where I thrive. I thrive with my family because that is part of my unique purpose. So of course, like even with my partner, of course, we're doing a relationships workshop because it's important to me. And I'm like, I want to share this stuff. (laughs) Obviously, like I want to share this stuff. Um, Among other workshops we do. Do we have our own private practices as well? Absolutely. But if we're like, when we started combining forces, I noticed I was like, wow, like I'm really moving more in my business and my practice. And I'm actually more inspired by it. So if I sit there and try to build my solo business, like everyone's telling me I should do, I'm going to get stuck. I'm trying to put myself in a box I don't fit in. But if I combine it with my partner, which is more inspiring to me, and I have my solo thing and I have my thing with him, then all of a sudden I'm moving. I'm moving to my own pace. I'm moving faster, moving forward more effectively and efficiently. So it's really understanding who you are. And that's your life by design is every day waking up and staying authentic and congruent to what that looks like. You're going to have the whole world telling you what you should do. If you don't do what you want to do, you're going to get lost. You're going to feel disconnected. You feel stuck. You still stagnant. You feel in limbo. You're not understanding yourself. You feel disconnected. And so when you get back to doing what you love on a daily basis, all of a sudden it's like, my life makes sense. All your choices start to make sense. Your decisions, your actions, everything starts to make sense to a greater degree. And and that level of understanding helps you to set goals that are realistic and clear and setting set of, like setting some fantasy goal of something that you don't actually want to do. And that's the life of duty. The duty is just continuing to live a life around things you don't really want to do. You think you should, have to, supposed to, must, right? And people ask me, they'll be like, well, Carly, like there's certain things on a daily basis that I'm doing. I'm cooking, I'm cleaning. Like I just, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, those are things that, you know, we should ourselves, we have to do, we must do, we need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do those things. Part of the goals that I have is what what do I love? I love healthy food, you know, but I don't like investing the time in cooking it. One of my goals is to hire someone, probably I'm thinking on a bi-weekly basis to through two to three times a week to come in, give them a meal plan that I want and have them pre-cook it for me. You know, so uh... if you 
there you go. Like it's delegating. And to do that, you guys, Mm -hmm. to be able to delegate everything that you don't want to do. You have a housekeeper come in, you can have people cook for you, you could order it meals. It's going to cost more money. But if you think about this, the more service that you provide, the more income that you get. And this we see across the board. Rich people aren't rich because they're they're lucky. They're rich because they have amount of people they're providing products and services to. So the more that you actually provide products and services to people, the more that you help the world. This is the cool part. The more that you help the world, which feels pretty good. Everyone who helps someone, you feel anyone, anyone who's listening right now, think about someone that you were of service to. Think about someone you helped. And I bet you get a little heart opening, you know, and you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good. I'm telling you right now, this is fun. The more that you do that, on a greater scale, the more money you're going to get, you know? So you get to get paid for assisting and being of service. And then you could go delegate all the things that you don't want to do. And then you just get to wake up and do what you love. And that's totally doable for every person on this planet. Every person on this planet. It is very inspiring. And it's very attractive to know that there are different ways that we can show up, right? There and to sort of clear the brush of the path that's in front of us so that we can see that, oh, yes, this is um, this is a place that I can, or this is a way I can thrive in my life. Because I do feel like so many of us that are people-pleasing and perfectionists, we, well, first of all, we're thinking about selfishness, right? But as I'm thinking about selfishness as we, as we um, get into this, but we are just used to putting ourselves on the back burner or not believing that we could thrive, not believing that it's a, a possibility for our lives, that we could, you know, sit back and enjoy something. Um, a lot of times it feels like things are things are just hard. Life is just hard. This is what we, this is just what we have to do. Like those words that you were using supposed to, should, um, have to. And I think helping people kind of untangle from that, right? Like pull back from that and go, okay, yes, this is really a life strategy of making people happy, of trying to decrease conflict, of trying to put to put out an image where uh, we don't ruffle any feathers. It is a way that we have been, and there is a way that we actually are authentic- authentically underneath that, right? So helping us kind of calm the fears of what's going to happen if we do this purpose work, if we do like start to get clear about what works for us, because we have to then implement it into our, our daily lives. And so how is that? Like, how does that work for when you sit with people or do workshops with folks of starting to help them get clear about what is authentically their right to be and their way of being and then they get all juiced up about it because I'm getting juiced up when I'm talking to you. And then, okay, now we're going to put it, you know, we're going to road test it. Like we're going to see what happens when I start showing up in these ways. Like how do you help folks build that bridge or cross that bridge to 
thriving and feeling that inspired purpose. Yeah. So in our workshops, we actually have a series of just quality questions that we ask because right now, every person, your life actually demonstrates what your life purpose is and you haven't (laughs) noticed it because you're judging yourself, right? So we have a, we have a series of quality questions that we ask in our workshops. And when I'm doing one-on-one, obviously I'm just paying attention to a greater degree. Like we'll be just going Mm -hmm. through the process and I'll just be taking notes and paying attention. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yeah, what happens in that hour. But in the workshops, we have the questionnaire. And the interesting thing is, it's funny because, you know, we have people that come and we hold our workshops quite frequently. We'd have people who come quite frequently who are very repeat customers. Mm-hmm. And so they do this every single time. And we have them do it again every single time. Because what we, what we see in others and even ourselves is that the more authentic you become, the more connected you are with that authentic self, the more that that questionnaire, the more that I can get the greater details on what that looks like. Because sometimes I'll have people come and they'll answer that questionnaire and they're subordinating and shooting themselves to such a great degree. They'll put something on there that's not true. And we'll look and we'll ask questions and we'll say, that is not what your life is demonstrating. That is not what's happening. Who is that? Who are you subordinating to? And we actually work on those people sometimes in those workshops to help them transform those shoulds and let go of that comparison and break free from those limitations. And then they can get congruent with who they are. You know, we even like we had a client who we were working with and they were suffering from depression, right? Because depression is a comparison to reality that doesn't exist. So you want your life to be different than it is, right? And you're wishing and hoping it was different, but you're not appreciating the magnificence of who you are. And so she comes to the workshop and she she goes through the process and stuff. And um, we see what she sends us at the end of it because we'll have we'll have people do a little bit of a mission statement and a vision. And we review mm-hmm. it afterwards. We had her send it and we look at it and we go, we just spent 20 hours with you. This is not you. Redo it. And that was according to a subordination she had on her dad. When she sent it through again, we were like, this is it. You know, you get goosebumps, you get chills, and you're like, this is it. And that spiraled her into actually changing her career, going to get the education she wanted. She now has her own business. And what's amazing is like the depression shifted after she gave herself permission to love and appreciate herself for who she was and stop trying to be the person her father wanted her to be. She lived her life for who she was. She she just shifted the depression and she got to move forward. You know, so when we think about those shoulds, have to, supposed to, really connecting with your purpose. I'm telling you, sometimes people listen and they're like, oh, purpose, it seems like kind of flighty and floaty. This is your life. Everything, (laughs) everything that you've created, everything you want to create is designed around your, your soul's existence for being. If you don't have clarity on what that is, you're going to be attracting distracting challenges every day. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're not going to be enjoying your life. Um, And then when you connect with your purpose. I'm not telling you that you're going to have less challenges. Like if you look at people who are really inspired, I mean, big businesses, you still have challenges, but you're doing what you love. So, uh, so think about something that you do that you love and a challenge that you faced when you were doing something you love. You didn't, you didn't get so overwhelmed that you were like, I'm done. I can't handle this. I'm overwhelmed. I'm backing off. You thought to yourself, I could do this. This is going to be really hard, but I can do this and I'm going to overcome it and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to get to the other side and I'm just not going to give up. That's what I want you. When I say life by design, I want you to fill your life with so many things that are that important to you that every challenge you face, 
feels like that. That's your life by design. And imagine if every challenge you faced, you thought, I can overcome this. I can do this. I can learn. Mm -hmm. I can grow. Whatever it takes to get there. That's you on a mission. And that's when you're actually unstoppable because you're so inspired by what you're facing. That's a life by design. The life of duty is like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to do this. I don't I don't even want to get out of bed. There's things I don't even want to face today. There's things I don't want to experience. I feel like I have to do this. Like, And then there's things that you're just like, oh, I'm just going to put it aside and you let it drop and you let it fail and then you beat yourself up later. That's that life of duty. So what I'm asking people to do, connect with who you are. Build that life that's inspiring to you. So every challenge that you face, because life will never stop being challenging, is something that you're inspired to tackle. You want to overcome and you have certainty that you can do it. It's a big difference. And when you wake up every day with something like that, you don't wake up feeling Mm -hmm. depreciated and want to shut down. You wake up thinking, yeah, I've got some rough things to do today, but I can do this. I could totally do this. I'm nervous, but I could totally do this. And then you do it and you're like, yep, I did it. I got this. And that builds your real self-worth, real not false self-worth. This is not an affirmation telling yourself you're a good person, awesome person. This is you experiencing the capacity of what you're capable of when you're living in your purpose, in your values. You really experience the true capacity of what you're capable of. And that self-worth sticks with you. That's not a momentary statement. Mm -hmm. That sticks with you for the rest of your entire life. And you build off that. It's compound Mm -hmm. interest to build off of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think about how I work with clients on what is their template. It's like, here's your answer sheet to everything and put something up against it. And if it matches, great. If it doesn't, it's like, all right, this isn't in alignment or whatever we want to call it, you know, and it's just, that's what I'm thinking about when you're talking because your template is uniquely yours. So if, you know, somebody is, I love the term like subordinating, um, to someone else, it's like they're trying to make their answer sheet match with somebody else's template and it's just not going to work. And I also think about like a really easy way that I try to talk to folks, especially people pleasers who don't know what they want or who feel like it's just too much to, you know, even explore is what do you, you know, what's one food that you hate? right? Like it might be like, for me, it's like lima beans. I can't stand lima beans. Right. And I, you know, if somebody asked me, Hey, you want a big, you know, bowl of lima beans, I would hold it up to that template and be like, absolutely not. Right. And so it's like that type of confidence that I do not want lima beans is what we're establishing. And like you're saying, building on, um, And sometimes it's just hard for people to even grasp, like, how can I even change jobs? It's like, start small, start small and figure out, you know, like, where, um, where is my, you know, what are my directions here? You know, is this, am I just kind of revving my engine and trying to make something work and it's not like, okay, that's not the direction for me. So I have to ask though, these questions are really piquing my interest. Like, do you all do virtual stuff with folks or do you only have people come in, you know, in person for your workshops? Yeah, we're actually all virtual. So we do. Oh. Yeah, we have clients worldwide. Nice. 
So when 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 COVID hit, it was it was actually great for us. We were doing them in Vancouver and Santa Monica before in Los Angeles and and Canada. But when COVID hit, we realized obviously we didn't want to stop, so we moved it online, and we're keeping them online. We'll probably start doing maybe like one a year in person, but the online's been really great because we do have clients worldwide. So yeah, we have Good. clients just awesome. everywhere. So it's really helpful for them as well. And they've been able to attend stuff that they couldn't attend before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you this piece about the selfishness, because when you're talk, what I'm hearing you talk, I'm like, the selfishness doesn't seem to fit into this, right? Because when you're getting in touch with what works for you and you're subtracting yourself from other people's, you know, shoulds and supposed tos, it sounds almost like that idea of like the judgment around I'm being selfish kind of drops away, but I don't know. Tell me about that. Like, do people run into, well, I really want this, but it's, uh, how can I, how can I do that? It's, it's gonna, Mm -hmm. people are going to think that I'm, you know, like, who do you think you are or something like that? Like how do people run into the selfishness? block when you're doing work with them. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing too, is like, even that statement, like, who do you think you are? Right. So that's when you're like, if you say to that to yourself, you're comparing yourself to someone else, you know, um, who do you think you are is like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not as good as them. And like I said, you know, I said this already, you have what they have. You just have it in your form. So who do you think you are? You are trying to be your authentic self and you're trying to show up as your authentic self. That's who you truly are and start with what you know and let what you know grow. Right. So don't have an unrealistic expectation to just pop out and be like the number one, right? It takes 25 years for you to be an overnight success. (laughs) It is what it is. Mm So don't expect to like pop out and be number one, but start with what you know, you know, and again, that's why I say do something that's really valuable to you and purpose aligned, because if it takes 25 years to be a success, if it's not in alignment with your true purpose and a deeper why, you're not going to put in that time. You're not going to put in that work, right? Now, when we think about being selfish, right? So it's funny because selfish and selfless will go hand in hand. Because the more <laughs> selfish it's it's you can't you can't get one without the other. Mm-hmm. The more selfish you are, right? The more selfish you are, basically the more time and energy you're putting on what's most inspiring to you. And whatever that may be, whatever that looks like in the world, product, service, maybe you love where you work and you want to work your way up in that business, you want to work your way up in that career, right? But the more selfish you are by focusing on what's important to you right? The more selfish, the more other people are gaining and getting advantage from what you're creating and putting out there. So it's interesting, the more time and energy you spend on that thing that's valuable to you, the more that people get a benefit from it, right? And this actually, if if we, you know, I've talked about business, I've talked about other components, but if we focus on, let's say you're a stay-at-home mom, the more selfish you are in your time and energy, building your household, building your relationship, building your family, the more impact that it has on the kids that you're raising, the more impact it has on the husband that you're supporting. And usually if you're a stay-at-home mom, your husband is generally a very hard worker, pushing really hard, probably making a significant quantity of money. And that means the more impact he's going to make, the more he has that stable family and things are working out at home. So the more selfish you are, the more selfless you actually get because you get the time and energy and space to do what you love and be of service in the way that you love. I haven't met one person on this planet who doesn't want to be of service. 
And it's not that you're not being of service even now, you're doing it in a way that inspires you most. You know, I even like I had a client and she loves dogs and loves spirituality, right? And she's in India and now she's doing a dog adoption program where you go take yoga and she brings out the dogs that are meant to be adopted and people bond with dogs and then they go home and they adopt the dogs, right? And now if she's self, if she's not selfish and creating time for herself away from her family to create that, she doesn't get to be selfless and give people one of the most inspiring things that it is for her, like the connection with animals and people, right? So it's like be selfish because that also creates the selfless parts of you and be selfish in what's most inspiring to you because that's your mission, that's your vision, that's your purpose. And everyone has something unique. Mm -hmm. Everyone has something and when you think about putting that out in the world, you think about what do I love? What's the most important, valuable thing to me? What do I love to do and spend my time every day doing? What do I what do I say I want to do, desire to do, choose to do? And how does that match up with a need in the world? Eight billion people on this planet? I bet you can find a need. <laughs> at least one. At least one. I promise you guys. Eight billion people. You can find at least one need, you know, you don't even need 1% of the people to make a great income. Um, so like finding that thing and then just going out there and creating that for yourself, you know, and giving yourself that time and energy. Cause there are going to be times when people are going to want to pull you away. They're going to say that this is more important. They're going to say that you should do this and you should do that. But if you really truly give yourself permission to do what you love, that's where you're most inspired. And, and it's funny cause I, I mean, I love business, so I'll use business as an example. It is definitely part of my purpose. It's, I love it so mm -hmm. much. I love business. And it's been quite some time. When I was in high school, I used to ditch school to go to work. Like that's how much I love like work and business, you guys. So <laughs> like that's weird if you think about it and you're like, okay, that's purposeful for her. Um, so even when I think about business and I, I just remember when I started working in a, a company that required more time and missing Christmas Eve one time, getting there really late because I was working for a photographer and we had a photo shoot and it was the only day that our client could do it. And I was like, what do I do? And I was like, man, I just really want to do the photo shoot. And I was like, we could do this and I could coordinate it. And we did the photo shoot and I got to Christmas Eve really late and like everyone left like an hour after I got there. Um, but funny enough, nobody was mad at me. Everyone was actually really inspired. They were interesting. It was engaging. And um, people were excited to hear about what I was creating. So sometimes we worry and get concerned. But if you guys are doing cool things in the world, people also want to know like, oh, you missed this because of that? What was that like? Right? Hmm. Like, what was that like? What was that? What were you doing? You know? And so it's it's kind of like some people are still going to be mad at you and they're going to should you. And there's going to be some people that are going to should me that I should have stayed and I should have been there. And then there's going to mm -hmm. be the people that support me that are interested and inspired. And what we want to do is we want to focus on, not even either, you don't want to focus on the pride that you're getting built from the people who think you're awesome. <laughs> you don't want to focus on the shame that you're like, oh, you should have done this and you should have done that. You want to focus on, on how you felt during the whole thing and what was actually inspiring for you and what was meaningful. And if it was truly meaningful for you to do something like that, give yourself permission to keep doing it. Give yourself permission. And then when people showed you, you're going to be like, yeah, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm really going to focus on this. It's it's also practice because the more that you feel this on a daily basis, guys, the more the more you're willing to say no because you're not willing to give this up. 
you're just not willing to give it up. And the more you do it, the less you're going to be willing to give it up. And you're like, nope, not anymore. Like, this is mine. This is mine. I feel mm-hmm. really fulfilled. My life is really meaningful. You are not going to take that away from me. So I'm going to say no in this moment. And you can get as mad as you want. And I'm totally cool with it because this, like, I, mm-hmm. I have a meaningful life. But thank you. Thank you for your opinion. I appreciate it. But no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that that is kind of a, well, I know we're coming to a close, but I think that that is something that I really want the pleasers and perfectionists to hear is that the no gets easier when you are connected to what's valuable to you and what not just like, oh, that's inspiring, but the feeling, the felt sense of you doing your thing it just, it's the clarity about what isn't your thing is like, whoo, yeah, okay, that's not my thing. So um, yeah, I have fun with that, right? And it's like, so the no gets easier with this work. And I think that's why when you were talking, I was thinking to myself, like selfishness kind of falls away, right? Because it's just like, no, I'm not being selfish. I'm just, you know, listening to myself and there's a difference you might think I'm selfish because I'm not fulfilling some need or want or whatever that you have but and it doesn't mean that I'm just kind of like I don't care about your needs anymore I'm just going to go with what's valuable to me but I I just get clearer I think that the clarity creates the centeredness that creates the calm that then creates our ability to say, you know, like, that's just not for me, but have a good time, you know? And yeah. So I think I want to start to wrap with that as at least from my side that the no gets easier. If you had to share or just say one thing that you want people to take away from what your work is all about, what would it be? Yeah, that people really discount what they're capable of. They really discount what they're capable of. And you're going to do it every day. And if anything that I could start to plant seeds in is I want you to start to believe that the capacity of what you can do and create is far beyond what you're imagining today. But just give yourself permission to get clear on who you are and tap into what that looks like, tap into the values and the purpose. Because when you start living a life that's designed around that, you're going to you're going to come back to this moment and you're going to think I know what she meant. I know exactly <laughs> what she meant. I just I want you to have the knowing. I don't want you to feel good about the conversation. I don't want you to feel like a little motivated. I want you to have the knowing. So put yep. in the effort, put in the work to create the knowing because the knowing is far greater than anything that you'll ever listening to that makes you just feel good for a minute. I want you to know. I want you to feel it every yep. day. Yep. Yep. I'm high-fiving you on that one. That's a good one. Okay. So let's let everybody know. All this stuff is going to be in the show notes, but just where can people find you? What do you got going on in the, you know, when's the next workshop that I can get my hands on so that people can continue the work with you? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, carlypeppin.com and then any social media platform you're the most fond of. You could just connect with me there and have fun there. <laughs> no, there's so much. <laughs> Um, and then, 
in regards to the workshops, like, you know, we're holding workshops on almost a monthly basis now. It's almost actually a monthly basis. So you can check out and see which one suits you the best and reach out if you have any questions. And then also I have a free training coming up in July. And I also run those bi-monthly as well. So you're welcome to sign up for that. And those are on overcoming limiting beliefs and transforming those limiting beliefs to create that life by design. So we'll dive into even more details with tools and you're welcome to sign up for that as well. So tons of offerings, go on the website, mess around, play around and yeah, really enjoy yourself. Sweet. Thank you so much. I'm seriously going to uh, check out the workshops because I'm like, yeah, man, like I have been you know, excavating my purpose for a long time, but the, the succinct way that you've put it, um, and I'm dying to hear what those questions are, the qualifying questions. I'm like, mm, you're speaking my language. So you could see me as one of your participants up <laughs> upcoming uh, workshops. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to close and thank you again for taking time and sharing your awesomeness. And yep, everything that you need to find Carly is going to be in the show notes. So I hope you guys will follow up with her and get clear and align with your purpose and design. Move from duty to design. That's so brilliant. When you said that, I was like, that's so brilliant. So, all right, we're going to close. Thank you, Carly. And see you guys next week. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later. Later.